this is Money Talks, powered by the Money School, and our aim is to help you become wealthy. Let's get straight into today's show. This is the Money School Podcast. I'm Brad Brown. With me once again is money coach Gary Kale. Gary, welcome back onto the podcast. And uh, we've been getting a lot of questions in. By the way, if you want to get yours submitted, the website to get to is themoneyschool.co.za. Gary, today's question is is an interesting one. It's short and sweet. And many of us, uh, I say many of us, all of us spend a number of years at school. Most of us, it's 12. For some of us who are uh, a bit slower than others, it was uh, a bit more than that. But then if we were lucky enough, we ended up going on to university as well. So, so school plays plays a, a very important part in, in, in modern society. But uh, money school, wh- wh- why a money school? Let, let's discuss that. The problem is, is that people are learning how to manage money at home. And based on the fact that around 94 to 97% of people in South Africa are going to work their whole lives and end up broke, that would mean that people are learning how to manage from parents who essentially are going to end up broke. That's probably not who you want to learn money from. And the other issue is, is that if you don't, if your parents aren't teaching you how to manage money well, then you're probably learning how to manage money from the banks, the lenders, and the retailers. And it's not to say that there's unscrupulous behavior going on, on through those type of providers. The issue is, is that those people run a business. They want you to take product, they want to sell you more, and they want to make money. And, it, and, and because of that, you can learn concepts like, you know, that it's possible in society to buy something now and pay later. So the problem with that is that consumers start to get taught that if there's something that they want, it means that they, they, they can have it today because they have a friendly lender who will give them the money and who will allow them just to pay these small amounts of money over time. Now, that may be okay when you're 18 or 19 and you've just taken some kind of small little loan or you've gone and you've opened up a, a little store card and the amount of money you've got to pay back is 150 rand and then you know, four or five months later, you find that you want something else. And so the 150 you were paying turns into 180. And then you just keep telling yourself that story for the next seven or eight years and see what that number looks like. And that's why when people wake up one day and they're completely over indebted and a huge amount of their salary is going towards paying of debt, they put their hands in the air and they say, how did this happen? My answer is slowly. That's how it happened. That's why you didn't notice it. There would be a big difference if all of a sudden you realized that, hang on, yesterday I had no debt and today 50% of my salary is gone. In South Africa, the stat is, is that it always is hovering around somewhere between sort of 75 and 80% of people's salaries is being used to pay off debt every single month. So the debt to income ratio in South Africa is that high, which is scary. Imagine if someone's earning 10,000 rand a month and they have to literally try and live on two. This is why people are knocking on their boss's door and saying, you know, hey, I need a salary increase. But at the end of the day, business is business and, you know, can't just increase somebody's salary because they don't know how to manage money. So I experienced this firsthand as a consumer because when I was a youngster, I went straight into sales and I was doing, I was actually doing very well. I had hit a niche in a, in a particular market and the money was seriously pouring in for a, for a person of that age. The problem was is that I had absolutely no clue how to manage money. So I was getting the phone calls, you know, from the bank saying, you know, we'd like to allocate you to a private banker because we see that you're earning a lot of money. And I'd walk in and I'd be offered the cappuccino and I'd look around and think, wow, you know, somebody's finally noticed me and they, they see my value. And uh, they'd offer me this gold card and they said to me, you know, you're on the wrong status. And I'd be, that's right. You know, I should have a bigger status because that's how a 20 year old thinks. So they gave me a gold card, and when I'd go to a restaurant, I'd take that card out of my pocket and show it to the waitress and, you know, please can I have my bill? Because I thought I was a player. 
you know, I've got a gold card. Because when they said to me, you know, this has a budget facility, that means you can buy some relatively big purchases and only just pay off a small amount going forward. I thought, well, that's a pretty good idea. So I was like, well, yeah, I'd like one of those, please. That sounds cool. So the problem is, is that people have got absolutely no clue about where all of this is going. So I got myself into a serious amount of debt. And at some point, I actually decided I've got to deal with this. I've got to start saving more money. So I'd go and I'd sit in front of a financial planner. And I just never understood what they were saying to me. It always felt like I was going to a gunfight with a knife. I'd sit there and feel completely outgunned, being told all sorts of information. And it really felt like what I was doing was is taking my, my money, walking into the casino and sticking it on red. I thought I was gambling. I just So what I did was I never engaged. I wouldn't invest my money. I wouldn't save my money. So effectively, money would just stay in my bank account. And at some point, money that just sits in a bank account is money that that's waiting to be spent. So at one point, I turned around to a financial planner that I was talking to and said to him, I tell you what, why don't we set up a business that teaches people like me about people like you? So we went down that road, and for two or three years, we set up this business, and it worked phenomenally well. But effectively, that was a business where, because I had, because I had gone into the business with a financial planner, the, the real focus of that business had been about looking for customers who we could train and then sell financial services to, which in itself is a, is a very good formula because what you do is you have consumers walking in to the financial planning environment with their eyes open. But the shock that I got was is that because we were, we were targeting actually um, relatively high earners, we were looking for senior managers of companies and directors. We'd put 100 in the room at the time, and a large amount of them wanted to do business with us afterwards because they've never – They'd never heard it so straight from, from, from anyone in this environment. The problem was is that by the time we had trained around 3,000 people, we had a very nice brokerage coming on board and lots of product being sold. The problem was is when I, if I took a really hard look at the kind of advice that we were giving and the kind of results that I anticipated people getting, most of these people were walking into the financial planning environment broke, and that was scary. Now, when I say broke, I mean – person had an extremely high salary. He might have been a director of a really big business. He may have had even a million or two million rand in some kind of a retirement fund. And he figured himself to be a millionaire. The guy's mid-50s and saying, I want to do my retirement planning. The reality is the day that guy stops working, he'd probably spend through his money within two to three years because he never owned his house and he still doesn't own his car because he still has kids hanging around and he still has to fund. And he never really planned for any of this. But because he seemed to think that the concept of being a millionaire would give him financial security. So this is where I say that there was a serious problem. And the, I just kind of got tired of, 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 of really not being able to say to people, look, I know we're putting some product in place for you, but at the end of the day, you're actually going nowhere. I, I thought that I needed to deal with the part where, where it was before the financial planning. Because essentially what I realized was is that when, before, when, when a person walks into the financial planning environment, to sit in front of someone to work out, you know, how much life cover they need and 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 uh, what what the the size of the investments need to be, etc. They have already seriously screwed things up. They have mismanaged their salary. They've mismanaged their income. They are not managing money effectively at home, and they're not actually able to run their lifestyle in an effective way that is geared towards them building wealth. So that was where we set up the money school, and that was the area of money that we wanted to target. And after many years, we've been around over 14 years now in financial education. We consider ourselves money coaches where we coach people 
on how to take their money, how to manage those relationships at home, how to handle those relationships with their retailers, the lenders, the banks, the financial services environment, and actually create harmonious relationships so that people can enjoy their money, but also consider where they're going and build wealth. Gary Kale, I think that's that's an amazing story, and and I think a lot of it boils down to to the mindset around money, and that's exactly the space that you guys are are sort of working in, and and I look forward to exploring that a lot more with regards to to sort of uh, that being broke, no matter how much you're earning, and, and often, and I've heard you say it that it doesn't matter if you're earning uh, thirty five thousand rand or, or three and a half thousand rand, if you're spending more than you make, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So uh, we'll chat about that more on the next edition of the Money School podcast. Looking forward to that from myself brad brown and money coach gary kale if you want to find out more just get to the moneyschool.co.za thank you for listening to money talks powered by the money school to find out more about the money school connect with us on facebook just search for the money school sa